The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, we made it to Friday. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, June 2nd, 2023, Friday of the eighth week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one, and Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. Today is the optional memorial of Saints Marcellinus and Peter. They were prominent enough in the memory of the church to be included among the saints of the Roman canon. Marcellinus was a priest, Peter an exorcist. They were beheaded during the persecution of Emperor Diocletian. Pope Damasus wrote an epitaph based on the report of their executioner, and Constantine erected a basilica over the crypt in which they were buried in Rome. Saints Marcellinus and Peter died in the year 304. Saints Marcellinus and Peter, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My Lord and Father, inspire my thoughts, words, and actions, and accompany them with your aid, so that I may undertake all my activities according to your will and out of love for you. I ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that the international community may commit in a concrete way to ensuring the abolition of torture and guarantee support to victims and their families. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel has a few scenes that start in Bethany and continue through Jerusalem. When our Lord is approaching Jerusalem in Mark, our Lord reaches a fig tree but doesn't find anything but leaves on it. It is commented by Mark that it was not this time for figs. And Jesus said, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, Is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, but you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it, and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him, because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. And when evening came, they went out of the city. Lord, what a day. You're giving us much teaching. One of them, though, is about yourself, and about Jerusalem's temple, You have said that this temple is a temple for all peoples, but we know that you have said as well that your own body, your own person is a temple, temple that you will raise in three days when they were, if they were to take it down. Lord, help me to understand this about yourself being a temple because you want me to be another Christ. You want me then to be a temple. And St. Paul makes it clearer in the first letter to the Corinthians when he says, 
Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you are bought by a great price. So glorify God in your body. St. Paul gives us this anthropology that is so important for us to remember. Sins that we have, as it were, with our body, are really sins against our very selves. Pope Benedict XVI says, Man is truly himself when his body and soul are intimately united. The challenge of eros can be said to be truly overcome when this unification is achieved. Should he aspire to be pure spirit and to reject the flesh as pertaining to his animal nature alone, then spirit and body would both lose their dignity. On the other hand, should he deny the spirit and consider matter, the body, as the only reality, he would likewise lose his greatness. The epicure, Gassendi, used to offer Descartes the humorous greeting, O soul, and Descartes would reply, O flesh. The Pope continues, Yet neither is the spirit alone nor the body alone that loves. It is man, the person, a united creature composed of body and soul who loves. Only when both dimensions are truly united does man attain his full stature. Jesus, help me to make this battle go well, this battle to be united in body and soul, a place for you to live. In spiritual terms, it often feels that we're at war with our flesh. I'm not talking about the battle of the bulge. So many of us at young and old have to watch our weight. But some religious and theological perspectives posit a stark dichotomy between the flesh and the spirit. God, however, proves once and for all that the flesh is not inherently bad or sinful. By the incarnation of his Son, Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. Lord, you want me to be in body and soul holy. You created my physical body. You took it on, making it good and precious from the beginning of when you entered this world through the womb of the Virgin Mary. Help me to learn to appreciate that which is my own flesh while not participating in that which is of the carnal nature. Help me to take care of this body of mine that I may serve you and souls while it has so much tending and so much instinct, help me to guide it through grace, that I may love in and through my body, because that's what I am, body, body and soul. O flesh, O flesh, but yet how noble it is, Lord, in all that unity, I can know and love you, I can know and love souls, I can love you in other souls. But it's so often that I can take my body for granted, I can abuse it, neglect it in various ways, use it for evil purposes. Help me not to be so, Jesus. Help me to see the great example I can give to others, giving them an example of struggling, of growing in virtue with your grace. St. Paul says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. O flesh! where I can glorify you, Lord, like many parables you gave, the Good Samaritan, that parable which the bodily needs of a certain other would be met, and you, Lord, would receive that gift. Paul says, You, however, are not carnal, but spiritual, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, 
he does not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, the body, it is true, is dead by reason of sin, but the Spirit is life by reason of justification. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will also bring to life your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who dwells in you. O soul, Jesus, what a great thing it is that I am, my soul, a temple of the Holy Spirit. You, Lord, had meant only to convey the idea that the Spirit lives in the believer. You would have used words such as home, house, or residence. But by choosing the word temple to describe the Spirit's dwelling, you convey the idea that our bodies are the shrine or the sacred place in which your Spirit not only lives, but is worshipped, revered, and honored. Jesus, therefore, let me behave, think, and speak. Let me let into this temple through my eyes and ears what becomes so important. Every thought, every word, indeed, is in your view. Even though you will never leave us, it is entirely possible to grieve your Holy Spirit. Let me take the advice of St. Josemaria. He says that whenever you want, in your professional work, as you walk through the streets, when you're at home, withdraw into yourself. No need for any unusual outward expression. And even better than that, I would tell you that to get on top of yourself is it wanting to trample yourself. Why? Well, my child, what are we, you and I, but clay for cheap pottery? We are not worth anything. We can do nothing. We are nothing. And yet we are the throne of God, of the whole Trinity. Seek our Lord within yourself, then, and tell him, This happened. That's what I want. This pained me. That draws me. This dialogue, children, what St. Josemaria would have us undertake. O soul, O soul throne of God, so close we are to Pentecost. Just days ago, may the Spirit push me as a child to speak like that, little things, little things. St. Josemaria also says, Our Lord wants us to be saints, and he doesn't ask the impossible. Thus he has placed sanctity within our reach. And he goes on, When there is the desire and the practice of striving to please God in our daily struggle, which is ordinarily made up of many, many little things, I assure you, my children, that nothing is lost. All work, even the most hidden, even the most insignificant, carries with it the power of God's life. There it is. Jesus, you help me to see that it's within my reach. You took on our nature. Body and soul at once. Send forth your spirit, Lord Jesus, and I'll be recreated. I will understand that I am that temple of your spirit. And then I will let people come to my interior life and find you. I will let people even see from afar, from outside, my body, the way I act and dress, and find you. As we are this soul, this flesh at once, we need help. Mary, intercede for us, that we may be the saint, the one bearing fruit, the fruit that your Son Jesus seeks. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help for putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray the hours in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak.
on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 2nd, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Today listen to the voice of the Lord, Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us praise the Lord, in whom is all our delight. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us praise the Lord. In whom is all our delight. My God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. My My God, God, do do not not reject reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. O God, listen to my prayer. 
Do not hide from my pleading. Attend to me and reply. With my cares I cannot rest. I tremble at the shouts of the foe, at the cries of the wicked, for they bring down evil upon me. They assail me with fury. My heart is stricken within me. Death's terror is on me. Trembling and fear fall upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Oh, that I had wings like a dove, to fly away and be at rest, so I would escape far away and take refuge in the desert. I would hasten to find shelter from the raging wind, from the destructive storm, O Lord, and from their plotting tongues. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My My God, God, do not reject my cry for help, assailed as I am by the wicked. wicked. The Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. The The Lord Lord himself will free us from hostile and and treacherous hands. For I can see nothing but violence and strife in the city. Night and day they patrol high on the city walls. It is full of wickedness and evil. It is full of sin. Its streets are never free from tyranny and deceit. If this had been done by an enemy, I could bear his taunts. If a rival had risen against me, I could hide from him. But it is you, my own companion, my intimate friend. How close was the friendship between us. We walked together in harmony in the house of God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. The The Lord Lord himself will free us from hostile and treacherous hands. And trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Entrust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. As for me, I will cry to God, and the Lord will save me. Evening, morning, and at noon, I will cry and lament. He will deliver my soul in peace in the attack against me. For those who fight me are many, but he hears my voice. God will hear and will humble them the eternal judge, for they will not amend their ways. They have no fear of God. The traitor has turned against his friends. He has broken his word. His speech is softer than butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they are naked swords. Entrust your cares to the Lord, and he will support you. He will never allow the just man to stumble. But you, O God, will bring them down to the pit of death. Deceitful and bloodthirsty men shall not live half their days. O Lord, I will trust in you. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you were rejected by your people betrayed by the kiss of a friend, and deserted by your disciples. Give us the confidence that you had in the Father, and our salvation will be assured. 
and and trust trust your cares to the Lord. He will sustain you. Children, listen to my words of wisdom. Pay attention to my counsels. A reading from the book of Job. Job replied and said, No doubt you are the intelligent folk, and with you wisdom shall die. But I have intelligence as well as you, for who does not know things such as these? I have become the sport of my neighbors, the one whom God answers when he calls upon him, the just, the perfect man, is a laughing stock. The undisturbed esteem my downfall a disgrace, such as awaits unsteady feet. Yet the tents of robbers are prosperous, and those who provoke God are secure. But now ask the beasts to teach you, and the birds of the air to tell you, or the reptiles on earth to instruct you, and the fish of the sea to inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of God has done this? In his hand is the soul of every living thing and the life breath of all mankind. Does not the ear judge words as the mouth tastes food? So with old age is wisdom and with length of days understanding. With him are wisdom and might. His are counsel and understanding. If he breaks a thing down, there is no rebuilding. If he imprisons a man, there is no release. He holds back the waters, and there is drought. He sends them forth, and they overwhelm the land. He loosens the bonds imposed by kings and leaves but a waste cloth to bind the king's own loins. He breaks down the barriers of the streams and lets their never-failing waters flow away. With him are strength and prudence. The misled and the misleaders are his. He sends counselors away barefoot, and of judges he makes fools. He silences the trusted adviser and takes discretion from the aged. The recesses of the darkness he discloses and brings the gloom forth to the light. He makes nations great and he destroys them. He spreads peoples abroad and he abandons them. He takes understanding from the leaders of the land till they grope in the darkness without light. He makes them stagger like drunken men. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God. With God is all wisdom and power. In him are counsel and understanding. When When he destroys, destroys, there is is no no rebuilding. If he imprisons a man, no one can release him. Once he has decided, no one can change his mind. Whatever he determines, he does. When he destroys, there is no rebuilding. If he imprisons a man, 
No No one one can can release release him. A reading from the Moral Reflections on Job by St. Gregory the Great, Pope. Whoever is mocked by his friend, as I am, shall call upon God, and he shall hear him. A weak-minded person is frequently diverted toward pursuing exterior happiness when the breadth of popular favor accompanies his good actions. So he gives up his own personal choices, preferring to remain at the mercy of whatever he hears from others. Thus, he rejoices not so much to become, but to be called blessed. Eager for praise, he gives up what he had begun to be. And so he is severed from God by the very means by which he appeared to be commendable in God. But sometimes a soul firmly strives for righteousness, and yet is beset by men's ridicule. He does what is admirable, but he gets only mockery. He might have gone out of himself because of man's praise. He returns to himself when repelled by their abuse. Finding no resting place without, he cleaves more intensely to God within. All hope is fixed on his Creator, and amid all the ridicule and abuse, he invokes his interior witness alone. One who is afflicted in this way grows closer to God the more he turns away from human popularity. He straightway pours himself out in prayer, and pressured from without, he is refined with a more perfect purity to penetrate what is within. In this context, the words apply, Whoever is mocked by his friend as I am shall call upon God, and he shall hear him. For while the wicked reproach the just, they show them whom they should look to as the witness of their actions. Thus afflicted, the soul strengthens itself by prayer. It is united within to one who listens from on high precisely because it is cut off externally from the praise of men. Again, we should note how appropriately the words are inserted, as I am. There are some people who are both oppressed by human mockery and are yet deprived of God's favorable hearing. For when the mockery is done to a man's own sin, it obviously does not produce the merit that is due to virtue. The simplicity of the just man is laughed to scorn. It is the wisdom of this world to conceal the heart with stratagems, to veil one's thoughts with words, to make what is false appear true, and what is true appear false. On the other hand, it is the wisdom of the just never to pretend anything for show, always to use words to express one's thoughts, to love the truth as it is and to avoid what is false, to do what is right without reward, and to be more willing to put up with evil than to perpetrate it, not to seek revenge for wrong, and to consider as gain any insult for truth's sake. But this guilelessness is laughed to scorn, for the virtue of innocence is held as foolishness by the wise of the world. Anything that is done out of innocence they doubtless consider to be stupidity. And whatever truth approves of, in practice is called folly by their worldly wisdom. I hate the ways of falsehood. Your word is a lantern which guides my steps, a light for the pathways before me.
Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Your Your word is is a lantern lantern which guides my steps, a light for the pathway before me. Let us pray. Grant us, O Lord, we pray, that the course of our world may be directed by your peaceful rule, and that your church may rejoice, untroubled in her devotion, through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We'll check out today's Gospel in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On Friday of the eighth week in Ordinary Time, I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. There are a lot of things going on in today's Gospel, from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, But pay particular attention to the fig tree. It's from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. He entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked round at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. On the following day, when they came from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who sold and those who bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. Is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations. But you have made it a den of robbers. The chief priests and the scribes heard it and sought a way to destroy him, for they feared him, because all the multitude was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots, and Peter remembered. Master, look! The fig tree which you cursed has withered. Have faith in God. Truly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And whenever you stand praying, forgive if you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also who is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the relevant radio app. Well, the dried up leaves and branches on the fig tree are kind of like us when all we do is run around and do stuff, but don't have any real prayer life. We don't bear any fruit. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3, Ordinary Time. Jesus finds only leaves. Having an interior life means living with God's vision, seeing our apostolic task from His viewpoint. Apostolic fruit cannot be lasting when a Christian falls prey to activism, which is the tendency to be doing things, to rush around without the support of a deep prayer life. In the end, the furious activity turns out to be sterile and ineffective and is often the sign of a lack of rectitude of intention. It is a purely human activity without any supernatural perspective. It is perhaps the consequence of ambition of a desire to attract attention, which can infect everything we do, even the most sublime of undertakings. So there is good reason for stressing the danger of activism, of multiplying deeds, which, though good in themselves, have no interior life to support them. St. Bernard and many authors after him called such works accursed occupations. But the lack of real fruit in our apostolate can arise also from passivity, from the absence of deeds of love. And if activism is bad and sterile, passivity is deadly, for it can lead us to think that we love God because we perform works of piety. It is true that these pious exercises are carried out, but not perfectly, since they do not move us to good actions. Such barren, pious practices are like the useless and sterile foliage of the fig tree, because true interior life will inevitably lead to a vigorous apostolate. In every situation, it impels us to act with courage, daring, and initiative. It means that we joyfully shed all human respect, go ahead imbued with the joy that an ever youthful love ensures. Today, as we converse with our Lord in these moments of prayer, we can examine ourselves as to whether there is fruit in our life now, this very moment. Do I have initiative as an overflow of my interior life, of my prayer? Or do I think, on the contrary, that in my surroundings, in my class, in the factory, in the office, I can do nothing, that it's impossible to do anything more for God? Do I give any time? Do I help effectively in apostolic tasks? Or do I only pray? Do I try to justify myself, saying that between my work, my family, and my devotional practices, I haven't got any time? If that were the case, it would also mean that the circumstances of work and family life had ceased to be an occasion for apostolate. Love means deeds. Genuine love of God is seen as apostolate carried out with tenacity, and if our Lord were to find us passive, content to perform pious practices without the accompaniment of a cheerful and constant apostolate, then perhaps he might say to us in our heart, more deeds, please, and fewer excuses. Any one day affords many ways to make Christ known if our love is true. Interior life without a deep apostolic zeal withers away and dies. It is no more than a phantom. On the following morning, as they passed by the evangelist notes, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots completely. This is a graphic image of those who do not produce the fruit which God expects, whether through a fondness for comfort or laziness or a lack of spirit of sacrifice. The life of an apostle 
as that of every Christian should be, is the opposite of the dried-up fig tree. It is brimful of life, of cheerful enthusiasm for the apostolic task, of love expressed in action, cheerfulness, an action which may be silent but which is constant. Let us examine our life and see whether we can present to God the ripe fruit He is looking for, practical results attained by a willing spirit of sacrifice. He approaches us with a hunger and a thirst for souls. In spiritual direction, we learn to distinguish between what could be activism where we need to pray more and what could be lack of initiative where we have to get moving most. The Blessed Virgin Mary will teach us to react so that our interior life, our desire to love God, will never become a producer of useless and worthless foliage. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's pray once again with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Create a clean heart in me, O God. Renew in me a steadfast spirit. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done that you may be justified when you give sentence and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, O God, but a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. 
In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Create, Create a clean, a clean heart, heart in me, me, O God. Renew, Renew in me a steadfast spirit. spirit. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Let all men speak of the Lord's majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem. O Jerusalem, holy city, he scourged you for the work of your hands, but will again pity the children of the righteous. Praise the Lord for his goodness, and bless the King of the ages, so that his tent may be rebuilt in you with joy. May he gladden within you all who were captives, all who were ravaged may he cherish within you for all generations to come. A bright light will shine to all parts of the earth. Many nations shall come to you from afar, and the inhabitants of all the limits of the earth, drawn to you by the name of the Lord God, bearing in their hands their gifts for the King of heaven. Every generation shall give joyful praise in you and shall call you the Chosen One through all ages forever. Go, then, rejoice over the children of the righteous, who shall all be gathered together and shall bless the Lord of the ages. Happy are those who love you, and happy those who rejoice in your prosperity. Happy are all the men who shall grieve over you, over all your chastisements, for they shall rejoice in you as they behold all your joy forever. My spirit blesses the Lord, the great King. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it, As it was, was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Rejoice, Jerusalem, for through you all men will be gathered to the Lord. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Zion, praise, praise your, your God, God, who sent his word to renew the earth. Oh, praise the Lord, Jerusalem. Zion, praise your God. He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed the children within you. He established peace on your borders. He feeds you with finest wheat. He sends out his word to the earth and swiftly runs his command. He showers down snow, white as wool. 
He scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down hailstones like crumbs. The waters are frozen at his touch. He sends forth his word and it melts them. At the breath of his mouth the waters flow. He makes his word known to Jacob, to Israel his laws and decrees. He has not dealt thus with other nations. He has not taught them his decrees. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. All-powerful God, it is through your Church, generously endowed with gifts of grace and fortified by the Holy Spirit, that you send out your word to all nations. Strengthen your church with the best of all food and make it dauntless in faith. Multiply its children to celebrate with one accord the mysteries of your love at the altar on high. Zion, praise your God, who sent his word to renew the earth. A reading from the letter to the Galatians. I have been crucified with Christ, and the life I live now is not my own. Christ is living in me. I still live my human life, but it is a life of faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. The Lord Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. May he send his strength to rescue me. In need I shall cry out to him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Lord the Most High has done good things for me. In need I shall cry out to him. Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, For you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. 
Through the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. We trust in God's concern for every person He has created and redeemed through His Son. Let us, therefore, renew our prayer to Him. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. O God of mercy, guide us towards spiritual growth. Fill our minds with thoughts of truth, justice, and love. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. For your name's sake, do not abandon us forever. And do not annul your covenant. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Accept us, for our hearts are humble and our spirits contrite. And those who trust in you shall not be put to shame. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. You have called us to a prophetic vocation in Christ. Help us proclaim your mighty deeds. Fulfill the good work you have begun in us, Lord. Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord, fill our hearts with your love as morning fills the sky. By living your law, may we have your peace in this life and endless joy in the life to come. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. So the lesson for the day is don't be like the fig tree. Bear fruit. It is, after all, one of our baptismal responsibilities. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid is around a little bit later on this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the relevant radio app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.